That waitress sized us up in two seconds where black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't going to waste her time. Now, somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, uh, how much did you need? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? The business. Uh, I like a long hair, thick red pound. Open up her legs to fillet me down that pussy. I'ma get in and on that pussy. If she let me in, I'ma own that pussy. Gone throw it back and bust it open like you post to. Girl, I got that dope dick. Now come here, let me dope you. You gon' be a dope fiend. Your friends should call you dopey. Tell them keep my name out their mouth or they don't know me. Huh. But you can't call me to shit. I fuck the whole group, baby. I'm a group. My sex game is stupid, my head is the dumbest I promise I should be hooked on phonics yeah. But anyway, I think you're bionic And I don't think you're beautiful, I think you're beyond it And I just wanna get behind it And watch you Back it up and dump it, back, back it up Cause we like her, and we like her too Just to get that belt of fasten All they wanna talk about is partying and fashion Every single night I have a dream that I am smashing them all Your money, man, this shit so timeless And I'm in the mood to get faded, so please bring your finest And what are all your names again? We drunk reminders Are any of y'all into girls like I am? Let's be honest She wants me, she wants me Cause I got it all, shout it, tell me what you don't see I will fuck with all y'all, all of y'all are beautiful you can be a black man and lose your soul. You could be white and cool, but prep the road. See, my shit is universal if you got knowledge and dolo or depth of self. See, there's no one else who can drop it at an angle acute at that. So do that, do that, do, do that, that, that. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Black Out Tips Podcast. It's the host, Rod and Karen. And today we got a guest in the house, uh, somebody I've been friends with for a long time, uh, played a lot of basketball, won a lot of games, just ridiculous amount of games. I mean, think the Bulls 70 win series. You know what I'm saying? Think, think, of, think about the Bulls when they won 70 in the season. It's my man Justin in the house. What's up, man? Say what's up to the people. What's going on, people? This your boy Jay in the house. Alright, man. And uh, basically, uh, we don't have any fucking internet today. Or the, the, the TV cable went out, and I got about an hour and six minutes until this Lakers game starts, so Tom Water better get up on it. I know it's so, as we be going to a bar. Yeah, I might have to go out tonight. Um, Is there anything close to here? Uh, there's a pizza place that we went to last time, that the one with the waitress with the little shorts. What was her name? What was it? But they gave us a cup. Oh, the one off Randolph Road? Pizza Pill. Yeah. We went to Pizza Pill. Like, pizza was real good. Yeah. Um, and then that, the, the waitress was like, she had just stopped working at the men's club. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like yesterday. Like, yeah. <laughs> she put the pole down and put her waitress ripping yeah, on. Little tip strap around yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> she, was like, I, she was like, damn, I ain't got to work today. I guess I go to Pizza Pill. Um, 
Alright, so don't forget the June is Sundress Month and uh Yes it is. We're about uh thirteen days in here, so you know, you still got seventeen more days of beautiful sundresses. Yes, and I got a sundress the other day by surprise, so I, I like sundress month. Yeah. I don't think I've been saying too many females with sundresses. Oh, you didn't oh, go to the man. Taste of Charlotte then because they was all out. We're going to get to that. All right. Um, And then my white friend of the week this week is Jeremy. Jeremy? Because I had this. Uncle Jeremy? Yeah, I had this. <laughs> like, you know, I, Jeremy gets on my nerves and he, he can be annoying at times. <laughs> yes, like, he can. But we love you, Jeremy. Yeah, and he's kind of, we've been saying he's stu- the dumbest of our friends for like the last couple weeks, which is, <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but... I had this weird dream, like, it wasn't really a dream, it was like a daydream, like, it's in the middle of the day, and, like, I read one of his emails, and it was annoying, and it was pissing me off, I can't remember what it was about, but I kind of blanked out of my head, and I remembered, like, I hadn't seen him in a while, mm-hmm. and we used to go play basketball on Saturdays together, Okay. and he, he's pretty funny, like, he, he'll do goofy stuff, yes. like, on purpose, I mean, he's funny on purpose, not, not just us picking at him, yeah. and, um... I just had like a sense of longing, like in pain, like when I came out of my daydream, like damn, I ain't seen him in a minute. Yes. I, I was like, damn. In South Carolina, he done moved away from us. I was like, damn, we really come friends. Back, <laughs> I was like, all this time I've been talking shit, you know, Aww. joking on him, but I was like, I do miss him not being around. Yes, so. I miss him getting drunk and telling you I love you. Yeah. You know, that's true, because other times you'd be like, the hell is this? And why isn't dude still emailing me? Yeah, exactly. Like, why'd you say that? Why'd you say that dumb shit? <laughs> Delete. Put a block on that sender. But uh, all of a sudden, man, like, I don't know, man. I don't know what it was about that day, but I just came back and was like, damn, man, I miss Jeremy. We ain't hung out in a minute. And uh, he ain't been able to come to wing night. And uh, when he does come up here, it's like they go out and get drunk and shit. You know, I don't really participate in the, in the spending money to get, nah, get slizzard. And, <laughs> and the party bus we seen yesterday. They were so drunk on the party bus. We was riding sign. They was waving at everybody that passed. I was yeah. like, either y'all got drunk before y'all got on the bus, or y'all about to get crunk pretty soon. Now, to be fair, the people in the party bus were not our friends. They were just random, no. white, random white people. Yeah, but um, locked up on the bus. How fun is it to ride on the bus? I think they do it. Is that really fun? I think they, they completely do it. do it to basically chip in together at for a designated driver. Yeah, that gotta be it, the only reason it to picks do it. Is it, free, is it free alcohol? Like, is it twenty dollars on do, alcohol? You can right. Drink? Yeah. yeah, they yeah, give you. They of, give you yeah. It's like a bar on the bus. Of course, you're going to get somewhere to get drunk yes, too. Yes, and they got then you. Then you're on your way home, and I don't know if you can drink on the way home or not. But at least you don't gotta drive. Yeah. But. I don't know. That shit just... It's some white shit. And I don't know what happens <laughs> on that bus because the whole bus is black and it, like, goes up really high and they, like, got these windows like they in prison and everybody waving at you with these hands. I was like, what happens on that bus? They probably want out. They probably ask you for help. <laughs> <laughs> help me. Like, that's cool for help. <laughs> someone, someone need a horror movie called Party Bus. <laughs> you trap a bunch of people in there and they waving for help and nobody knows. You just keep riding by like, hey, they go yeah. to have fun tonight. Sound that's like, what I was thinking. Sound like something to joke of make you doing one of the Batman movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, smiles yeah, on dude. everybody's face. <laughs> so, um, uh, also don't forget the official weapon of our podcast is the Taser. Yes, it is. We believe in tasing. Yeah, Pro Taser Podcast. Uh, it's better than getting shot and it keeps cops out of trouble too. Um, and the official, an unofficial sport. Unofficial, that's right. You forgetting to say that. Bullet ball. Yes, sir. We like the bullet ball. Bullet, bullet, bullet ball. <laughs> that's a bullet ball. 
Um, that dude got the same voice as the the people on black radio stations back in the eighties. They used to be like, "Don't touch that dial. This got jam on it and shit like that." <laughs> you are now rocking with ninety seven point nine. But um, yeah, that. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry, go ahead and take it off the same way pants on the ground. What, bullet ball? Yeah. yeah. Like, that song was just as hot. He got his own catchy theme song. Yeah, dude. And he's got, got a game video. with it. Yeah, how cool is you that? You can buy tables. Yeah. Pants on, on the ground just talking about people. It's insulting people. Yeah, basically, man. I, I give that dude uh, a lot of credit for being able to put himself out there. Even though we did laugh at him when they showed his dreams get crushed on national TV. Yes. And the people laughed at his thing. But he still left the world. He left his mark by creating that beautiful song. With not one but two verses for Bullet Ball the Game and Bullet Ball Extreme. Ooh. So don't don't forget. Extreme. <laughs> don't forget. It's not just Bullet Ball. It's a game for handicapped people and regular people. It's a game for everybody. The Women. Family. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Your whole family can play Bullet Ball. So, um, alright. <laughs> um, Taste of Charlotte. We went to Taste of Charlotte yes, uh, yesterday. Yes, we did. Um, you've been there a couple times before. What exactly yeah, is Taste of Charlotte? This is my second time. Taste of Charlotte is when a bunch of restaurants all over the city of Charlotte, um, they block about 10 blocks off. And what they what they do is that... Each, downtown, yeah. Yeah, downtown Charlotte. And each um, restaurant has like these signs up. And what happens is that you go and you change your cash for coins. And as you go down, they're like, well, this is three coins, this is two coins. You exchange, and they give you items. They're like snack items that you can eat. And it, now some people actually, they were selling clothes and sundresses. And somebody was even selling bedspreads. They had people out there selling, um, uh, what was it, cookware. They had yeah, people the selling event. tubs. Yeah, man, man versus foods out yeah, there. Yeah, man versus foods. Yeah, and then they had, I think they may have had people from Food Network and things like that. They had people, we seen one man in chains um, who escaped. Uh, uh, we didn't see him. Well, escape. we didn't see him escape because it was taking too long. But we seen him in the change. That nigga was the slowest escape artist ever. He was terrible. <laughs> what kind of shit was that? He's just had. He's just sitting out there with chains, talking to this little girl, trying to get her to help him as an assistant. Um, but all she was helping him do was get money from the crowd. Yeah, like, she was. <laughs> she was pimping on people too. That's yeah. a good hustle. Yeah, yeah, that's all it was. That was he just gonna walk off. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get out. yeah, he just walk off in the chains with a uh, hat full of cash. <laughs> that shit was disgusting. Yeah, like gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was. But it was a lot of uh, restaurants out there, and and, um, and what we tried was good. And we even seen um, black children climbing the walls. Like they had the um the things like the simulated mountains. I don't know why she brought up the fact they black, y'all. I'm sorry. But um, it was just people <laughs> climbing. Climb it was walls. Just, you know black people don't go well, hiking. Here's the racism. <laughs> <laughs> they know you're white, they care. I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, there are some that's out there. For you, you're an exception to the rule. But, um, but most black people don't. I'm just saying, it's starting to come out now. Yeah, it started. <laughs> just came out real easy. It rolled off your tongue real easy, didn't it? All yeah. off top. All off top. Yeah. I was riding with my aunt like three weeks ago going down family reunion. Mm-hmm. Um... She brought up the fact my little cousin was dating a white girl. And she was like, you better not bring that white girl to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, "Wow, okay, just, I never knew you was like that. Like, I, yeah. I didn't think it didn't matter as long as you was happy. That, I always that, think that's it's, how we feel, too. I always think it's funny, though, when um, people talk so bad, especially black people, we talk so bad about white people being racist all the time. It's not really like a secret in the black community. We, we all kind of participate in yeah, that was fucked up what they doing in Arizona. Whenever like white people fuck up, we're always the first on the on the like they those white people are racist. 
But I, my the same thing happened to me the first time. Well, actually, the only time a white girl called my house to try to get me. My mom had the, the illest face on face. <laughs> but as I was talking to the phone, it just made it so awkward. Well, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, she didn't. She never told me I couldn't do it, but it was obvious I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? This is like, who is this? This is like, yeah. Like first it rained. It was like, you know, can I speak to Roderick? And my mom was like, who is this? And the girl's name was like Melody or something like that, or Melanie, something that was obviously white. And, um, and of course she had like the white vo- voice or whatever. Yeah. And so um, my mom was like, Roger, telephone some white girl on the phone for you. <laughs> Loud, like not covering the phone up or nothing. <laughs> and, my, and my mom is a nice, real nice person, yes, laid back, never brings up race as that far as like all. anything negative like that. No. Um, <laughs> It was just such a like. I'm hitting. Yeah, it was like one of those can't use your cone, can't bring a home moments. That just just random. Like it was. I don't know, man. I wasn't. But uh, all I knew after that was I couldn't couldn't introduce it to my parents. You know, and like I just felt like, damn, this ain't gonna work out. Mm-hmm. Gotta wait till I get out the house or something. But never speak of this again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then as soon as I got off, I got the fourth degree about, you know, well, what about, you know, who is that? And what was she doing calling her? And, you know, it's just one of those, like, really? Are we? I'm in shock that we're even going through this, you know? But um, it was kind of weird. And then it's kind of funny, too, because if that would have happened the opposite way, or we went to a movie. We went to a movie, right? Mm-hmm. And we're watching a movie where a white girl was trying to date a black dude, mm-hmm. and her dad was being real racist. Everybody in the theater that was black would be like, see, that's how they do. That's how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about black folks, black folks is racist against white folks, and black folks is racist against black folks. So it's kind of a double standard for a lot of black people. We racist yeah. against everybody. Mexican chinks, Hispanics, we don't care. <laughs> chinks? Can we go back and bleep that? Yeah. No, you, I don't edit nothing on this part. <laughs> but we need a sister Your Twitter feed gonna be growing up. Charlotte, Shirley, Shirley Wong Esquire gonna have some words to say about I, you. But I love you, girl. I love you. Yeah, you love all the chinks, don't you? I do. Mm-hmm. Karen, you definitely would not have fit in at the tournament I was at yesterday. No. What kind of tournament was it? Asian tournament. All Asian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could be part Asian, and here you are offending me. Yep. Karen got like that hidden racism. How yellow I am. <laughs> Karen got I'm that. Sorry. Karen got that hidden racism. <laughs> like we went to um, the movies one time, and we were um, about we were so early that the other movie had let out and they were cleaning it, but they hadn't. It hadn't really opened up for people to go in. But we didn't know that. There was no sign cleaning. No. So we just walked right in. There was a bunch of Hispanic workers cleaning up the aisles of the other um, of the uh, movie theater. And Karen just walks in and starts speaking Spanish to him. And I was like, do you see how, do you not know how racist that is? Like, that would be like if I work at McDonald's and I'm cleaning up the bathroom and a white person walks in the bathroom and is like, yo, Holmes, I didn't, what it be? It, what they do that at? I didn't know, I didn't know you had gotten your swag on. Like, that was so racist, man. Wow. I had to watch my racism. I'm Good. sorry, y'all. It, it just pops out every now and then. I try to keep it contained most of the time. But Karen, Karen gets you caught up in an awkward moment. Yeah. You're going to have to be like, I'm going to take care of when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, woman. Grab, grab her by the arm and drag her out. Keep man. them from jumping on you. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not going to say that. You're going to get us killed, girl. 
Yeah. Anyway, um, so speaking of the Taste of Charlotte, which we was talking about, um, they had and they did have Asian cuisine out there. Yes, they did. Um, or chinks if you can. I don't know. <laughs> I prefer the non-racist ways of referring to food. But I do love everybody though. I'm not one of these people. I'm just saying some black people. Feel she like has that. a lot of Asian friends, so she could say that. Um, <laughs> my best friend is black. Yeah, yeah. just like any, uh, just like any Republican. Yes. Oh, I come with stars. Buenos dias. See, I know the lingo. I bet you call them taco too, don't you? Yeah, you gotta call them something. I don't know. I don't, I don't even want to get started on what she call them. And people be like, "How are y'all together? How does she tolerate you? How do I tolerate her? Y'all never ask those questions. No, they don't ask those questions because most of the time you're the one that's outrageous on Twitter. Yeah, I'm not. Anyway, um, so it was a lot of uh. First of all, I knew the taste for Charlotte was a hustle. Anytime at any establishment other than a video game arcade, well, you have to, actually no, they changed that at video game arcades too. Well, you have to give cash over for tokens yeah. that are worthless outside they, of that establishment. They do it at Chuck E. Cheese. They do it at most of like the kitty places. I realized that. I know when I'm being hustled. So they, they, even, they even bust yeah. I know when I'm being hustled, man. I know exactly when I'm being hustled. That's exactly what they were doing. First of all, you give them $20, you get like 15 <laughs> coins. <laughs> so right now, I'm losing five of these dollars the on the exchange on the, rate. is yeah. not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing $5 off tops right there. Um, and then everything in there costs like three to four coins, you know, somewhere around there. So you can get five things with $20, right? Which isn't that bad when because you, you can get like pizza, hot dog, but then like beer is four coins, right? Mm. Alcohol, I mean any type of drink is like two to three coins. Yes. So if you get a drink, and especially if it's more than one of you, and you start randomly adding up these 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 coin exchanges, if that shit don't equal exactly the fifteen, what you got to do? Get some more coins. <laughs> yeah, because it's normally gonna be an even number, but they're gonna give you fifteen because we end up spending all ours but one. And nothing is one coin. Nothing is Can one you coin. you exchange that coin back for like 75 cents? No. No. They got a big old sign not. that says no exchange. I know yeah. it was hot yesterday too. Oh, oh. I'm going to get to that. Um, <laughs> so, um, alright, so that they got us on the coins. At the end, I just gave this nigga a coin. Like, I was like, I'm not about to be looking around all day trying to spend this coin here. Mm-hmm. So he was like, thanks, man. I was like, take it. And then, um, it was, it was crowded out there. Very. So crowded, man. And it was a lot of, uh, like, it was a lot of women in sun dresses out there. A lot of women. But it's because it was fucking hot. Yeah, sun, breast, and butt. Yes, sir. It was like, uh, it was like slavery hot out there, man. Oh, yeah. It felt like the Amistad. Because niggas was all packed, like, right in the middle of the street. Like, there's a narrow part between the shops where everyone is trying to walk through. And it's also where the lines form yes. for the food. So it's like, you're walking, all of a sudden you're kind of dead stop, and you're thinking like, oh, I'm waiting on this dude in front of me to move. No, he's waiting on cheesecake. So, <laughs> yeah. Now, <laughs> he waiting on a pizza roll. you like, how the hell did I end up in a pizza roll line? Yeah, and people are like pulling baby strollers through there. Which I think is stupid. Handicapped people outside. and shit. I hate their dogs. I hate when people take yes. their dogs. A couple people had a lot their of dogs people, But the people with the small dogs actually carrying them in their hands, so if they had the larger dogs, they were kind of on the outside, but the thing about the outside was that you missed all the uh, food stuff on the inside. Is it a dog-friendly event? I no. Hate, I hate events when people... No, I don't like dogs. people no. bringing dogs. To, 
Like that's like bringing a kid to a bar. Don't bring, don't bring these human accessories to <laughs> yeah. to inappropriate events, man. You're yeah. not. We don't want to see your dog. And not, and not to change the subject, it's nothing worse than a parent bringing a baby to the bar and then getting mad when people cuss around your kid. That's like somebody bringing their dog to taste of Charlotte and get mad when somebody looks at your animal like they could kick it in the face because it ain't got no business being there. Well, luckily nobody was um nobody was mad, but um I'm glad the it was but. It it was just crowded and hot. Very. Um, the lady who went with us, she said some dude got to like touched on her thigh or something like that. Cause, Cause we were so close together. And there was some brothers out there that was just hopping. <laughs> like they was like not buying anything. Yeah, they had yeah. no coins. No, <laughs> they were trying to purchase it. They were just standing in the middle of uh, standing in the middle of the uh, street as both sides of the traffic just kind of walked around them, just checking chicks out and shit. It was funny. So they should have been at the transit, but instead they was. Hanging out, I got Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, they. I don't know if they uh-huh. even were buying shit. They just was no. hanging out. One dude was in the. We took about thirty minutes, maybe forty minutes, to get through the whole thing. One dude was standing in the exact same spot <laughs> when we came through and when we left. And he wasn't security. He was just some mm-hmm. nigga just chilling. Mm-hmm. And like he probably was standing out there in jogging pants and no underwear on, or <laughs> just rubbing up on women and shit. It was gross. <laughs> what about the word up dude? The dude that was dancing on the stage. Oh yeah, they had a, a dude that was a, a cameo impersonator. He had a pink thong on and a leotard and it a, was hilarious. A Jerry curl uh, hat and was singing or wig and he was singing some type of. He was a word up. How much can you get paid for your for your dignity? Yeah, I would like to know the going rate for dignity if I'm gonna cash it in like that. Must not be that high. And he knew it was up. They were calling him Scamio and shit. Like he, they knew he wasn't the real like, deal. Like does he have a lot of shows booked? Or, yeah. Or like this is my time thing. Like it's different. Like if I know this is gonna be my new hustle. That's right. And I'm like, you know what? I can really make a living off of this. Yeah. That's right. Like a lucrative living. Yeah. Well, it's not like a one-time thing. You're gonna make an ass out of you. Right. Like you gonna be everybody picture on, you know, with them ghetto images or yeah, something like yeah. that. Your mom at the club.com and shit. Like I wonder if dude was like, um, felt like Elton John at Rush Limbaugh's wedding where he was just like, fuck it, man, I'm selling out today. This is. I know they don't pay me. Yeah. <laughs> Make the check out the cash, please, and just let's just call it a day. But um, speaking it, of Elton John, did you know he was on Soul Train once? No, for real, he was on Soul Train once. Uh, wow, because I watched the little history of Soul Train thing, and it was like they showed his little episode where he performed live. That's, wow. that's weird. I wonder what he's saying. I don't know. I forgot. But yeah. you know what it is? Is white people know. That in order to make money, they need the black market. That's true. We do. That's one thing, man. We might not have the most money, but we definitely are had the most like ability to co-sign whatever it is. Yeah. And after we co-sign some shit, it's it's on. Yeah. Like if we like skinny jeans is nothing cool about skinny jeans. <laughs> then you put Kanye in some skinny jeans and like Lupe Fiasco and some niggas, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, okay, white people can wear these. And the thing about well, they've been wearing them for years, it's just, mm-hmm. they got laughed at. Yeah, before <laughs> when they was wearing them, and you could see the like the brand of cigarettes in their back pocket because it was so tight. Like, <laughs> with the little chain, like, oh, you wear that in high school. You're like, oh, you smoke Marlboros? I can <laughs> I can read the raised lettering on your back pocket from them tight ass <laughs> jeans. Oh, but uh, yeah, like that that like we had a coach in high school uh, for our recreational. Uh, uh, basketball league and his name was Kenny Kilman and he used to be coaching us 
in some tight ass jeans, man, with a shirt tucked <laughs> into him and everything, dog. Hell, pal. Yeah. <laughs> he was, I think so too. Hey, I don't know what he. I don't think he was no like type of stuff like that because <laughs> he was just so redneck with it. Like he would have been the most redneckest pedophile ever. Like take them shorts off, but um. Dude was just like he was hardcore, man. He used to make us run like a real basketball team. We were we would watch the uh, high school basketball team practice, and then he would get ideas from that and work us harder than them. And I'm like, dude, I'm I'm only on this team because I can't make the high school team. <laughs> like, what you think this is, man? I got asthma and shit. Take your job serious. Top flight assistant, yeah. <laughs> recreational coach of the world. <laughs> hey, he, dude told us he was like, listen, we went undefeated last year and we won the, t- the championship, and that's what we're gonna do this year too. And I was like, okay. Dude said, line up. We was running eights, right? Eights is eight times up and down the court. Like, you go up the court, down, back down the court. That's one, right? So we did eights for like the whole season. Then we lost a game like near the end of the season. This nigga made us run six teams. <laughs> and what the center, the dude who we used to pick on all the time, this big white dude named Russ, the center of our team didn't make it back by like one second. I'm not exaggerating. We were all passed out, like just laying on the floor holding our stomachs because we had made the time. And Russ was uh, like coming down the court and Kenny Kilman was just counting down like, uh, three, two, dog. We was yelling at Russ. Russ, come on, Russ, you can do it, Russ. And Russ didn't make it. He's like, all right, line up, man. We had to run another sixteen. He gave us like an extra like minute or something, but dog, we was about to die, man. We was about to. People was throwing up and shit. It was wow. This is rec league. He was working y'all. Dude worked us like Sunset Park or some shit. This is rec league. <laughs> Like, none of us got a future in anything except school or something. <laughs> and he working us like we trying to go to the to the play for the Tar Heels, man. And not to get off the subject, but back to Ellen John. One thing about Ellen John, older black folks love themselves some Ellen John. And you better not talk smack about no Ellen John. You might have a fight with some old people. I wonder if they know he gay, because, you know, we kind of I, I don't folks. know. I, guess, and I think some of them are still in denial about him being gay, because you post some Elton John, some folks will be rocking in there. That is strictly a black thing, though, where it's like... It's, we will ignore like, that. Like, we'll be home, like, we'll be homophobic, but it's to the point where, like, we'll have gay people do a lot of stuff. Like, they direct the choir of most... Most churches. <laughs> Say that again. That dude is that and dude is flaming. Too. Yeah, that dude is flaming. That everybody, yeah, everybody know he's flaming. But if you was to actually be like, yo, man, I think dude gay. What? <laughs> Why you got to say stuff like that about him? Don't you see his drawers on fire? But he ain't no fire. <laughs> yeah. Just warm on yeah. <laughs> He's not flaming. He's smoking. Leave him alone. <laughs> but um, yeah. So it was crowded out there. It was hot. Um. It was mad, man. It was just so many dudes out there just hawking on these females. Yeah. Just just blatantly staring at them, trying to holler at chicks. Uh, people pulling, pushing strollers through. Which I think was stupid. Yeah. And the kids, leave your kids at home when you go to events like that. Man, what? And then, man, it was these broke niggas in front of us. They held up the whole line for like five minutes trying, trying to, to put together $10 <laughs> so they could get some more coins. Like, and dude was like, hold on, nigga, I got three. Shit, what you got, dog? You got two? Okay, that's five. What you what you got in thing, man? And I got go, some change. And they go show what they got. They yeah, get little oh portions. You, yeah, first of all, you get seven coins. Everything costs three. Somebody's getting the raw end of the deal. <laughs> Some dude is not gonna be like, "Hey man, let me get a body of your hot dog, nigga. Get your own." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gonna gay. Be, yeah. That's gonna be a fight for the end of the night. Yeah, what is you gay? You not eating the other side of my hot dog. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that it was fun though, and um, 
Well, no, I take that back. It wasn't fun. I would not go back. No, I would never go back to taste the Chicago. The Chicago hot dog was good. I had a I had a Chicago style hot dog. It had tomatoes and pickles and all kinds of pickles, stuff on it. And pickles, yeah. it was good. It was alright. It wasn't was worth that heat. You could go to the restaurant and get the hot dog. And probably pay less because it's three coins, which is probably like five or six dollars. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it's a straight up hustle, man. The only reason I go is for the kettle corn popcorn. That did smell good. I almost got some, but the line was too long. That's the only you can only get at the little events like that. Yeah, and it actually tastes fresh and good. I would if they would have funnel cake, I would have got some because oh, I, I haven't had a funnel cake in like twenty years. Yeah, and the, and the ice cream line was like forty five minutes. I was like, mm, no. Yeah, but anyway, speaking of Karen's racism, um. <laughs> Uh, I get all my information about other. I realized this the other day. All my information about other cultures and their sex habits and their anatomy, mm-hmm. I get it all from pornography. I really don't. <laughs> and like, I, I realized it the other day because, like, when people be like, uh, Asian men have small penises. I only think that because of the pornography I've seen. If you were to say that uh, somebody has like a uh, 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 insatiable sexual appetite. I would only feel that that could be confirmed on the internet <laughs> doing yeah, like videos. Like I would, I would like, like Pornhub.com. Like when yeah. people was like, uh, man, Japanese women got the best. Da 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 da. Like and like, cause that's what white people, white dudes are into Asian women pretty hard. Um, I don't know if that's a phase or if that's always been. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't know. I didn't know till I got white friends. It's like being with a black person, but. Yeah. Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more acceptable. Yeah. Like, like I can bring her home. Like you remember um Western movies? Yeah. The old Westerns, they always had the black dudes in the chains. Yeah. They had the raggedy looking clothes. Yeah. But the Asians in the movies, they always be in the Asian That's you know, true. They talk to with respect, all that good. How they own culture. Even um even in matter of fact, you could even get with an Indian woman back in them old westerns. Yeah. More before they, I don't think I ever seen an old western where they wiped up a black woman. Oh no! It was always she, like she, the Indian. She, she was the maid or the housekeeper. Yeah. They would fight all their friends for one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would. Like, yeah. Not her. Not her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I would take on the whole. I'm gonna join a tribe. I'm fucking with them now. But uh, yeah. So um, but yeah, I was thinking about that, man, and like. Um, Cause like when people would say like, "Well, Asian women are this, that, and the other," not seeing some Asian porn, I was like, "Oh, oh where are y'all getting this from?" <laughs> like I don't, I'm not into them girls like crying. It's not like they cry when they have sex. It's almost be like, "Oh, you're making me sad." It's yeah, right, you're really raping her tears and stuff. That's, that's not yeah, sexy. It's kind of being Robert's fantasy. I know you what got. it is. What? I know what it is. Cause when you think about a lot of the women that they showing up before. Before voluptuous black women got in style, yeah, because white women were so skinny and small, right? Yeah, and a lot of them Asian women are skinny, skinny and small. Yeah, and that's what it is. They like and they look like little kids. A lot of them. They do like kids, dog. I mean, no disrespect, though. No, I mean, no disrespect. But, but. I, and then like that's not even counting like the anime shit with the tentacles <laughs> and the, the, the aliens <laughs> and shit. Cups. Be on some wild yeah. anime. <laughs> like y'all have run out of ideas over there in Japan. Y'all got trees raping women and shit like. Slow down, brother. <laughs> Go to the club. Go get out and meet somebody, man. But, um, yeah, so, uh, also, man, I was thinking about, um, the self-checkout line and, like, Walmart, Harris Theater, you know, when you go to the store, mm-hmm. you can either go through a clerk, obviously, um, and do it the old-fashioned way, or you can self-checkout where you scan your own items and then you put it in your bag and you go home. Mm-hmm. And normally they have, like, one person monitoring, like, four or five different self-checkout stations. Yes. 
Um, I think I like self-checkout more for privacy reasons. Because if you ever buy yeah. something awkward at the grocery store, I don't yeah. want people knowing, man. I remember one time when I was in college, I went to the store and uh, it was going to be a big day. It was going to be a big day. Uh, like, you know, uh, you were coming up to visit. Mm-hmm. It was, this is my freshman year. So I was like, all right, my girl's coming up to visit. We're going to get a hotel room, making all these plans in my head. So I'm like, oh, I got to go to the store. I got to get some supplies. And I'm going to the store. I'm getting whipped cream, chocolate <laughs> chocolate syrup, bananas, honey, uh, like all this shit. Like, you know. We're making a banana sprint, ain't we? Yeah, like lubricants and shit. I'm like, I'm about to tear this up. <laughs> then I get to the to the aisle to check out, and I was like, wait a minute. This person, and the person was scanning my shit just kind of like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I know you know what I'm talking about. But still, it was, like, was kind of embarrassing, man. It was like, if they would have had self checkout, then I would have just did self checkout. And between that person monitoring four stations, there's no way that they would have put that all together. Like this dude is about to get his freak on tonight. Yeah. I don't know. I I hear what you're saying, but unless I was buying something like some anti itch. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I say any embarrassing well, thing. Well, especially like if you're going to the store for your woman for yeah. uh. <laughs> Yeah, like, like, oh, hell. Then I definitely want the self um, takeout. But and, other than that, and, yeah. And, and even for women, man, it's, it is somewhat embarrassing if you like go for um, yeast infections or you go for picking up birth control. Right. Or you picking, and, and in some places it's even more embarrassing because some of that stuff they have locked up. What the hell do you have birth control? Not birth control, but um. Pregnancy test locked up for. Yeah. Um, well, you can go to the, well, the good thing is. I mean, look on who's shopping that section and who, who, who go to the doctor to get see if they're pregnant. And, and who, who go, go to the store. Go to Walmart and who go to the Dollar Tree. The Dollar Tree got them now for those of you that want to know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I would rather just go to the Dollar Tree because they're not locked up. Um, the only thing is you got to buy like seven tests and you take the best out of seven. So if you get, uh-huh. you know, if you get four positive results, then you're probably pregnant. But, you know, I wouldn't really depend on a dollar store pregnancy <laughs> test. But I might depend on a consensus of dollar store pregnancy tests. So, like, whatever a pregnancy test costs in a real store, say $20. Yes. Buy 20 pregnancy tests, and hopefully you don't come out 10 versus 10. You know, 10 positive, 10 negative. You just come out anything over 10, I'm pregnant. But I'm assuming they ain't going to work. But I would advise that you go see your local doctor. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> All right, um... So I I was listening to uh, Republicans this weekend that or this week that were kind of defending BP after the oil spill, right? Mm-hmm. Saying like, oh, you know, Obama needs to stop uh, chastising BP. Their stock price is going to go down. They're going to get bought by an Asian company, and they're going to end up going out of business or being, you know, taken over. And somehow that's worse for us than if. The British people own. I was that. gonna say, aren't they already owned by somebody yeah. else? <laughs> <laughs> like somehow it's like, gonna be like, worse. Did we fight I don't against know. them for freedom. What are you talking That's about? That's more that skin tone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, anything Obama does is is obviously wrong because he's Obama. So to yeah, some people, he only visited like what two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't hop in the water and save a save a, a seal himself and then jump out and beat up the CEO of BP, you know? So he they need to start him. doing it, taking more of those Kodak moments. You taking know? pictures of <laughs> shit. Like holding holding one of the little ducks or oil in it. You know, yeah. just something you you know, can't, symbolic. You can't win. Well, you can't. There's nothing he can do. There's nothing he can do to win, and that's like the most important thing. And what I realized while I was thinking about the Republicans is the only thing they're missing is a good PR campaign. Because 
They can really take back power in this year, but I think they can take back power over the next four years if they play their cards right. So I came up with a campaign for them that I think they should use, and I, it's used in the hood all the time. I think they need to go with, man, stop hating. Damn. <laughs> like that should be that. That should be their whole policy. So like. Whenever, whenever somebody's like, man, BP fucked up the, the, the ocean and now, you know, it's messing up the economy down there. And how can you still support offshore drilling like this? And then just go, man, stop hating. Damn. Like, that's, that's a good, that's a good comeback. You know, it's, it's impossible to defend. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you can give, like, I learned this from, from, from niggas. Like, you can get this even when you give people legitimate Constructive criticism. The only thing they have to do to really blow you off is say, "Man, stop hating, damn." So if you go, "Damn, Justin, man, you got so many kids, man. You ain't never thought about just taking care of a couple of them, man. Like just for yourself and for your your family." And then, man, stop hating, damn. Yeah, stop hating. For the record, no children. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, that was a joke. Sorry. So in case, I, in case I get any fans out there, in particular the female persuasion. <laughs> No children. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. So, basically, uh, the whole, like, what, in this, you know, hey, man, you should probably get back in school and get your degree. Man, stop hating. Damn. It's like positive, <laughs> negative. There's nothing you can say to a nigga that it really don't want to hear what you got to say. So, the Republicans, instead of just being like, well, here's our response when they know they're going to look stupid doing a response anyway, they should just come on TV and be like, stop hating. Damn. And it's, Leave it at that. And do you know who's really getting screwed out of this? Since Roger brought this up the other day, the people who own the independent shops, which have a, nothing to do with BP, people down the street, Roger said, with them having signs protesting in front of the BP, had them closed down early because they run all their customers away. These people ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah. But you know what they should do? Because I heard you say that. Yeah. They need to switch companies. <laughs> yeah, see, they can. That's my thing. Is like, but you know, obviously, you sign a contract. It takes a while. Oh. And I wouldn't be surprised if that you know in a couple of months if he shows up with Exxon, who also did fuck up back in the day, but or some other company on his sign. But it's so random because that dude didn't really pick BP on some like, you know what? I just support BP so much. No, I, like he has to pay. To sell their gas. Yes, he does. So he's losing every way you could possibly lose on this thing. Yeah. And it's not like he knew they were negligent in their <laughs> safety. Like, like yeah, man, we drill without no regards to safety. He had no idea of that shit. Yeah. So these, and I wasn't having a problem with people like boycotting. I think a boycott is it part is of it, the free market. Yeah, I have no problem. And it kind of it makes sense because then you are actually hurting the company. Yes. But like that dude, most of his money isn't even made off the gas. It's probably it's off the concession, the shit they sell inside. That's right. The twelve dollar milk, the, the beer, the, yeah, the beer, the fourteen dollar skittles. Like they make all that money off of that shit. So like them protesting outside was keeping people from coming in to get anything. They just went across the street, so he had to close his store early. So I'm like, if this dude goes out of business, what have you really proven? You haven't hurt BP. You hurt him, really. Yeah. Like, this, now his kids don't eat. I ain't saying. And somebody was like, well, you know, he probably got money anyway. Since when did somebody <laughs> having money mean it was okay to do something <laughs> fucked up to yeah. them? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's sad, though. But we live in a society now where it's like, if you got money, screw you. I'm broke. I'm poor. I want everybody to be poor like me. I ain't hate no man that got money. Yeah, but yeah, I don't hate on you. I don't, I don't hate on you. But it's like uh, if um, it's like if if, if, if somebody came up to you 
and they was just like, oh my God, can you call the police for me? And you're like, oh, what's wrong? I just got raped over there around the corner. And you go, oh, that, that's sad, you know. Um, let me go ahead and call 911. Yes, and I make $200,000 a year. What, bitch? Get out of here. I don't feel sorry to be raped. You got what was coming to you. Making all this money and shit. Thinking people ain't supposed to be raping you. I know that shit So it's like, it's such a like double standard of like, well, he has money, so let's go ahead and let people wrongfully uh, pick it. His, and it was a random store. Like, I was thinking like, well, maybe this dude has some kind of tie to BP that I don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's... He's part, you know, he's down with the CEO or something. Like, something where he knew. It's just some random dude, man. He looks so pathetic on the news. Like, yeah, I had to close down early today. Like, no, you know he was pissed, man. I mean, that's his livelihood. Yeah, why? If why not really go to the boycott? Catch the bus. Yeah, exactly. Again. Catch the train. You really like, want to boycott? Did y'all, let me see how many people drove to this uh, picket. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? How many of y'all drove to this protest? I mean, All right, you're part of the fucking problem. So you support Texaco who didn't um, approve in uh, anything advancing women or right. minorities. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, so that's who you're really going with. That's what you're saying. Yeah, like all your decisions financially have some sort of impact somewhere. Yes, right. But if we start saying that every financial choice cosigns whatever some corporation is doing that's kind of missing that's kind of missing the point and then the bigger thing was like this dude going out of business is not sending a message to BP and that was the, the whole thing like go pick it in front of that corporate office yes like, go pick make, it downtown yeah. or somewhere it makes a difference like make an impact to where people on the news see BP literally being protested against you know what I'm saying yeah, make a trip to the Gulf Coast and yeah. BP and, and boycott there that was the other thing. This motherfucker said his second stage of his protest was to get dish soap donated to him to mail down to New Orleans to clean the animals. Does anybody know if that's what they doing? Are they even taking dish soap? Like, I don't even know if that's... Who's he mailing it to? Yeah, like, what are you just... He just gonna write on the box, New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's like, that's what Homer Simpson would do. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. But, they, but nobody's getting. They do have organizations down there doing that, but but that's not the point. Just for the fact that if you're gonna protest, go down there and really protest. I just well, even like if you have an organization that's doing that, are they really just taking dish soap and just scrubbing animals clean? Is that really the the? Is that the entirety of our fixing the situation? No, send dish soap. Look, how about this though? After they clean the animals, what are they putting them right back in? Yeah, and right back in the oil they just got out of. <laughs> and what's up with the inside of the animals? Because like the outside of the animal, yeah, you can scrape the oil off, but I'm assuming if you're like a fish, you've been swimming in this shit. <laughs> like you love. Yeah, you know, you know, built up a tolerance for it. they are making this fish stronger. <laughs> yeah, and and when you have sushi now, you know what I'm saying? You just throw it on the grill for a second. Poof, it's cooked. You got fried fish, you know what I'm saying? I already got the oil in there. Yep. <laughs> it's from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> they just messing up the marketing on this, you man. Have to wear, what's that? Ecolopper fish? Or is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Those, yeah, it's Ecolopper fish. Um, the thing that also is like, BP need to do get down my strategy. Man, oh, stop hating. <laughs> Damn. And just leave it at that, man. But, um, yeah, I thought that, that shit was funny, man. And this dude was on Twitter, um, Sean Pierre, I think was his name. And he was just going back and forth with me. And then at the end, he kind of was like, all right, I do agree. 
After we went back and forth for a long time, well, I was just like... People were just arguing just so, yeah. so he could not be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, at the beginning of the argument, he was like, damn, he right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, like, my argument wasn't wasn't about boycotting. It was just more like, if you're going to pick it and make them close the store early and make people go to the other gas station, well, you're kind of being stupid because that dude, that's like going to a Walmart employee's home and being like, y'all hire illegal aliens. You can't come out your driveway. Like, what are you doing for? You're not. You're hurting this dude's pockets. Who was like the minuscule benefit beneficiary? Because I, and maybe people do this, and I just am ignorant to it. But I don't shop gas by brand. Like I'm never. I'm never like. Man, I just run out of gas if I don't see a BP soon. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not low. And then on top of that, it kind of hurts the community because they kind of compete for prices. So now you only got one place, and if they yeah. hike their prices, you have to drive another block or two to get some gas. Man, if I was Texaco across the street from that BP, I raised my gas to five dollars a gallon. Like what? <laughs> Ain't nobody going over there anyway. <laughs> Come get your five dollars. And gas. put commercials out. Yeah. Support <laughs> BP who's killing our ocean. Yeah. Have a mascot dancing in front of the gas station, dressed with BP sign. If I was Texaco, I would start the protest. I, I was prices are high. higher, but for <laughs> yeah. quality. Yeah. The price is high, but we don't you know. kill fish. Yeah. <laughs> if I was, buddy, you know what? I'd be like, I'm no longer selling BP oil. At least until they clean their product up. But I'll raise everything. The prices on the inside. <laughs> Dog, you think I want to change the sign on the front like a motherfucker? I'll take down every BP sign and be like, dog, I brought, I signed, I, I gas ain't got no brand. I get this gas myself. Only. <laughs> Just get a cardboard box. <laughs> I got a, I got a well in the backyard of my house, dog. This gas all me. I mean, if my gas is not denomination, we, we, we ain't associated with nobody. This yeah. imported. Yeah. <laughs> this that good stuff. I don't know, ain't nobody up on this shit. Um. And then the other thing is like with don't stop, you know, like damn, man, stop hating, damn, mm-hmm. that, that slogan. You can use it in any crisis. Like USC right now, they tried to use it kind of because when USC yeah. got that, got all yeah. those uh, sanctions put against them, all of a sudden the GM and uh, I don't know what that sound was, but all of a sudden the GM and a couple of people, oh, the internet must have come up. But anyway, the GM and a couple of people was like, uh, you know, people just don't want to see the Trojans on top. This is all jealousy. And I, I was just waiting on him to be like, man, stop hating. Damn. Like, that was all that was missing. Wow. Uh, it's fucked up. Because they seniors, yeah. juniors, even if they go to another team, like, oh, yeah, you can transfer, but you probably going to go to the other team and be on the bench. Yeah. It's just, it's a weird situation. I mean, I'm, you know, my stance on college is that as long as they don't pay the athletes, there's really nothing they can do that's not hypocritical. Like every look at all this conference movements they're making, doing strictly for television money. Oh yeah. Like y'all, y'all are a money operated organization. Y'all became a business a long time ago. Yes, you did. And we sit around and pretend like it's not a business when it comes to the athletes. Like, oh, you should just get your education. Like, <laughs> like they really are trying to help them get an education. For the most part, the only thing they're trying to help them do is play football or whatever sport you're in. I mean, they had to fucking come down on Michigan because they were let they were making people practice over the amount of time they were supposed to be able to practice. Meanwhile, most athletes on TV came out and said, like, that's a common practice. Why are y'all singling out Michigan? We've been doing this. So that's right there is telling me, like, y'all quick to enforce these rules that got shit to do with football. Y'all ain't too quick to, to be lax when it comes to, like, this academic shit. So we need to calm down. Start paying people 
and kid, and just chill, and just stop calling what it is. Y'all are making a, y'all are making a semi-pro. Yeah, put a cap on business. it. Yeah, put a cap on That's it, y'all. Put a cap. Like you ain't gotta get rich playing football, uh-huh. but you ain't. Come on, dog. Yeah. Not paying them is is pretty absurd. And- when this kind of shit is going on, this is the extent people go to get paid. And I think the money is not for just superstars. The money is for the student athletes that's on the team that will never go pro. Yeah. That will, you know, after college, that's it. The superstars are going to make their money regardless. You're, you're not going to stop them from making their money. Yeah. But this is for the dude who can't work because all the rules and regulations they have to give him some spending money. And I mean, people are jealous of athletes for one because they do get a different collegiate experience. But yes, they do. the reason that their collegiate experience is so different is it's so over, quote-unquote, overprivileged, as some people might say. I don't think it's overprivileged. But where they are given, like, more tutors, more help, more of this, you know, teachers giving them lax, like, uh, giving them a lot of slack when it comes to, like, when you can turn shit in, your test scores, stuff like that. The reason they get that is because they're the lifeblood of the fucking university. If the athletes were to get up tomorrow and say, we're not playing another football game, the the, the school, the biggest school, whatever school you support, whatever school you're a fan of, would go out of business within a week. If yes, you were just to be would. like, no more football until y'all pay us, they won't make it a year. They will not make it a year. But I promise you, if you go no more lacrosse, everything going to keep ticking. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Some schools. Yeah, I mean, but with the other sports, it's only a few schools that make money. Lacrosse is where they get, you know, they the alumni um, sponsorship, other things like that. That's why UNC Charlotte won um, football team. Yeah, and I mean, because, the thing- because it's money, and, and, and like football and basketball are normally the two money money sports. money oriented sports, making billions of dollars off these guys. And they're the ones that make the money so that baseball and softball and tennis and cricket and all these other sports can get all their equipment and do their traveling. And that's I'm true. not knocking that's, it. But, but that's true to the extent that um, at most schools. Like, the thing is, there's exceptions at every school. Yes. But if you were to generally just say, which programs generate the most revenue? That's right. It's football. Probably basketball, they probably maybe like baseball or something like that. But after you get past those two sports, most of them are kind of jumbled together. And then there's a lot of sports that lose, that lose money, money every especially year. the Title Nine sports that are just like, yeah, yeah, like the sports where they're like, well, if you got a men's basketball basketball team, you gotta have a female softball team. Like those sports don't make money, so no, they um, don't. you know it's kind of hypocritical for people to act like the money isn't an issue when it comes to the athletes, but somehow. It's this huge issue when it comes to the university, and of course, no one gives a fuck when the universities are trying to do whatever it takes to get as much money as possible. Like, we just have blocked it out in our mind, where we're just like, so y'all just gonna leave the Big Ten and or Big 12 and, and make it not a conference anymore. We're just like, well, that's what happens. Like, no one thinks it's fucked up. I mean, the ACC grew a few years ago. I know. People was happy. In this area, yep. people were happy. And then I'm sure somewhere else, there was like, so, uh, what are we watching on TV again now? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, why are we watching the ACC conference up in Boston? <laughs> yeah, like, like this Temple makes no versus, sense. Uh, Temple versus quiet. St. John? We did it quietly. Like, it yeah. just snuck up on people. They were just like, oh, okay, now Boston's in ACC. And then yeah. the other thing is people weren't reacting all over the country where it's like, we took a couple of schools, but it wasn't like... Once we took those schools, then every conference just starts splitting up. Like, all right, Notre Dame's coming here, Texas is going there. Like, with, right now it's just chaos. Like, a couple schools are like we're thinking about moving, and now everybody moving. And my thing is that I don't think that the university is going to be able to sustain this. 
for a long period of time. And when you talk about the rivalries, like North Carolina and Duke, there are some schools that people love the rivalries. And I think after so long, that rivalry thing, I mean, people are going to watch sports, some sports regardless. And that's the thing that's kind of irritating because I don't like to watch bad football. College pro, I don't like to watch bad basketball, college or pro. Well, most people do. Like, they'll watch, especially when it's their school involved, they'll watch anything. Like, if you have a shitty year for, like, the Tar Heels in basketball, Matter of fact, this year, this last year, this last year, I watched more Tar Heel games than the year we won the championship two years ago. Like, I, I did, because it was just more like, well, I guess I'm intrigued. I got, you know, this is what being a fan is about. Like, so as long as it's that going on, people are going to always have these problems with the athletes being paid or not being paid. And you know, I always have these violations and... Because they're always going to get money. And that's all they care about is the money. But that's true. It's not like they don't actually work hard. I mean, think about right. it. They did 5 a.m. practices. What? Now, when most people, I'm in the bed sleep. Most people are so ignorant to what the average athlete does in college. Which is part of the reason that they're so stupid about it. Where they're just like, it makes sense that they can't have a job. And you're just like, motherfucker, they, they do have a job. <laughs> The job is keeping your ass in school because keeping your tuition is <laughs> low. You know those games you like to go to every Saturday that when you get drunk. Well, these dudes can't do. They they don't have that option. Yeah. And uh, you know. And so. they do still, like you said, they might turn their paper in late, but they still got to complete right. the work. Right. Right. They keep up with attendance in those schools yes. too, just because they know sports center or yep. some other reporter. They need. I need to see the role. Every class I've been in, uh, and I went to a small school, but every and it's a small school. We're probably not making any money from our sports yet. Mm-hmm. Every time class I went in, whether it's like a football, or basketball player. Somebody would come check. Somebody would come check to make sure that dude was in class, and that's enough to me to know that. Well, you think they're not doing that at Notre Dame? You think they're not doing that at at USC? Like they're checking. I mean, well, maybe not at USC. Who knows now? (laughs) But they are checking shit, man. Like this. Anyway, um, but you know, NCAA might just say, "Hey, man, stop hating." Damn. Um, (laughs) you know how they do those thirty for thirties on ESPN? Uh huh. I think they should do a thirty for thirty. On Craig suit, Sega suit game. <laughs> oh, that was I need to find out. I no Craig. That should be the name of his thirty for thirty. Oh my God. Craig Hager, Craig Sager. Man, stop hating. Damn. Like I, I would love to see like how he gets his shit tailored. What, what goes in him to him Joe picking Kevin out? Yeah, <laughs> yo, of course. I think Barkley. Gotta be joking in the most. And that dude from Canada too. His suits be outrageous too. I don't watch hockey, dude, but uh, yes, yeah, a yeah. hockey dude. His suits are like personally tailored, and he wears the brightest colors and pinstripes, and you'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" I, I'm assuming so. I don't watch hockey, so I'm not judging that sport. But um, yeah, Craig Sega, I do know about for sure. I would love to see what goes into him picking out an ensemble because he picks out like three pieces. He don't. I do behind the scenes with that. He don't just buy a suit. He goes in and says, "I want this jacket with these pants and this tie and this shirt." I want to see how his head works, man. What makes him pick out polka dots and stripes? Like, why else have to be getting his clothes for him? You think his wife pick out his clothes? 
No, no. No woman would ever let her man walk out the house. Like I'm surprised. I think that's all him. I'd be surprised we married, honestly. Yeah. But that's at work he dressed like that. Who knows if this person's she, a gay? She pick out his personal clothes. Probably. His personal gay, he'd probably be flying when he go out. Yeah. <laughs> or this person nice. Yeah, like what kind of woman would walk into like PF Chains with a dude dressed like that? I know she was like, Look, you are not on TNT. Take this shit off. Yeah. <laughs> like you probably go out in t shirt and jeans. Look at the ring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. If it's a woman like, take the ring, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a woman that if it's a woman that'll marry Rush Limbaugh, then it's definitely somebody that'll be seen with Craig Sager. Yeah, dignity is is for sale, like J- Jay said earlier. Um, they had a mutual crackhead though. Yeah, uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> <laughs> like we both on these vitamins. She a doctor and I'm a uh, addict. She can write the prescription. Um, uh, so also, man, um, I had an idea for a restaurant last week. It's called Tiny's, right? Mm-hmm. And what it is is they sell nothing but tiny food to people, so people it feel like giants. And then you give people like um, you give people like we have midgets for waiters and bar staff. Now the hard part would be finding a bunch of midgets, but like regular size people would feel like they was giants because you have you know you had those burgers that are like sliders, the mm-hmm. small mini burgers. You had those, you know, you had the alcohol bottles like airplane bottles. And we sell those for for your drinks instead of just giving you a. I don't know. If that's a good idea. You don't, you don't like it? I feel you. I mean, you gotta have a real if, if Napoleon complex. You want to go ahead? I think people would go just look. Get my food, little man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that is true. The midgets might might revolt you know, after a week. You know what though? You probably would get more customers just wanting to see a store full of midgets. Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> First of all, who doesn't love midgets? I'm sure it's hard for them to find work anyway. See. I I'm, I'm helping the midget community out by giving them a purpose and giving them a job. Now, it might be hard for them to deliver shit to a table that's higher than them. So we would have to figure something out. See, you're talking about me being racist. They don't like to be called midgets. They like to be called little people. I think little that's people more is, so- is more than something to call somebody a midget. Little man. Yeah. So. <laughs> That'll piss me off. Yeah. <laughs> what up, little peoples? <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah. So I thought that hold idea on, was cool. Hold on, hold on. So, so Karen, you saying that if you was out and a guy approaches you and you was like, get out my face, little man. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse Since, me, little if, person. But if you said it to a, a midget, they that they'll be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That'll piss me off. You used to say that to me. Get out of my face, little man. Yeah, I'm, I don't think I'm down with this. Um, <laughs> somebody was also asking me on Twitter about uh, why African Americans aren't interested in soccer. And my theory is uh, money is not spent to recruit African Americans actively in soccer because if you look at it in America, soccer is kind of like the white flight sport of our sports like of course lacrosse is probably worse but lacrosse never had minorities really interested in it but as far as like soccer which is a sport that's much bigger in countries with brown skin like for America to be almost a polar opposite where it's almost a sport of class where you have soccer moms you have middle class people Um, even when you go to your high schools the athletes that play football or basketball don't play soccer um and, it, and that's if you're at a black school that got soccer, which it's kind of a rare. Yeah, I used to be soccer. Was soccer schools have a soccer team? I know, I, I know, know we know didn't. Know we didn't mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, um, and we had foreign kids that would play soccer like in the yard and go out to the football field and play soccer, but yeah. no one ever started mm-hmm. a team, man. And 
the the point being, um, it's and somebody was like, well, it doesn't cost much. My daughters both signed up for soccer. It was like forty dollars a person. In basketball and ba- baseball and football and shit, if you're good, they don't you don't pay anything. They're sponsored. They take care of you. Like that's the point that I'm making. Is like you spend money and your kid can be good at soccer. When you're good at basketball, football, they come to the hood, they find you, and they find a way to get you at a. You could be at the most prestigious school in the, in, the, in Charlotte, strictly because you're good at basketball. And it might be like a Catholic school. They don't give a fuck, man. Like you could be like I'm Muslim. We don't care. Can you dunk? <laughs> like that. Like that's the difference between those sports. Is like one is actively looking for the gems. You know what I'm saying? They're looking yeah. for the people that. You know, maybe they don't have a father. Maybe a coach could be a good father figure. Um, maybe they don't have role models. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're from the, a bad area of town. They just need to get around. Like they, they have these kids all the way from college to pro to to whatever they want to do in life. They take care of these kids. That's not true with soccer. Well, I was gonna say. Americans probably would like soccer more if black people actually started playing soccer. That, that's the, that's the vicious <laughs> yeah, cycle, man. Because they catch on or whatever. It is someone else brought it up. They were like, "Well, what about when we brought Beckham here and stuff?" I was like, "Look, it's not about Beckham. Like, mm-hmm. what you're doing with Beckham is trying to convince a 30 year old person to like a sport. You have to start convincing people to like sports at five. Like, the, every sport that I like is a sport that my dad liked or showed me when I was a little kid." Now, if he would have showed me soccer, which he didn't, but if he would have got in, got me into soccer, watched some soccer matches with me, showed me like who, what was good, what was bad, and I could tell the nuances of the game, um, then I probably would like soccer. I had another person tell me, well, it looks so simple, man. You can finish a score 0-0. I said, listen, man, every game, and this is real deep. I'm proud of this, 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 this statement. I was like, every game is as simple or complex as you understand it to be. Yeah. Every game. I don't care if it's paper, rock, scissors. It's all as simple as complex as you care for it to be. If you really want to get into the nuances of how soccer works and how people score and how the ball moves and all that shit, you, there's a way to get into that. But because you choose to be ignorant, you can simplify anything down to, you know, man, stop hating damn. And just, <laughs> and just be like, yeah, man, they... You know, they just kicking a ball. Like, well, you know, we always talk about player IQ all the time, right? In basketball, but IQ applies to basketball, football, tennis, exactly, baseball, any of those sports. If you a learn the rules, yeah. of the game, it automatically becomes easier. For and you. I and somebody's like, "Well, soccer's boring." Listen, man, when you're five, everything's fun. Yeah. I can play go catch the stick with a five year old, and that shit is fun to them. So you can't convince me that. Kids at five know soccer is gonna be born to them. They They're, still play peekaboo. Yeah, that again. Like kids just run. You can just be like, "Hey man, y'all uh, go outside." They would just run to to get to the door to go outside. Or if you just say, uh, "Hey, can y'all go over there?" They will run over there. Like kids are just full of energy and they need direction. Soccer is a good sport for that, but we don't play that here. So we put them in basketball, football, baseball sometimes. Um, like or just have them play like tag or some shit. Like we really do not care for soccer. Yeah, and, so. I, and also I think that in other countries, soccer is the money making sport. Right. In the United States, it's not the money making right. sport. And so here, basketball and football is where you see the cameras flash right. and where you see the million dollar contracts. The commercials. And in other countries, that's soccer. That, and that's kind of what I was just getting ready to say with the African American culture. 
we try to raise our little Jamal. Right. <laughs> we're gonna get him a jump shot, or right. you know, we're gonna have him in running back. And people will say stuff like, the money was in soccer, we'll do the And people will say stuff like, well, you have a better chance of being a, 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 a professional football or basketball player. No, you don't. If you're a top flight athlete and you're, you know, you're, you're good enough to be on an NFL roster or NBA roster, you have a much better chance of being a good soccer player because there's not much competition. Like, if Allen Iverson started playing soccer at five, there's a much better chance he's playing for fucking Team USA today. And he you know probably would have been better at soccer. Yeah. His speed, his endurance. And he probably wouldn't have been hanging out with them same niggas from his hood. Cause, no. You know, they probably wouldn't even be down with soccer like they on <laughs> <all> basketball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> choked him. Yeah. They, but, um, but, yeah, so, and then, like, like, the vicious cycle of it is, like, you were saying how, well, this isn't a popular sport. This isn't enough money in it. If you bring the Negro athlete, to use a term from the 60s, to the sport, it will make money. That's what the other sports learn. Do you think, do you really think that these old ass, like 60 year old white men that coached at schools like Alabama were sitting around going, I think it's just the right thing to do to give Negroes a chance? They were like, like people showing up to see these niggas play. You know how much money we made last weekend? Like We sold out. Yeah, I'm in. Money moves everything. The key to everything is money. And even when I said it's a white flight sport, people were looking at that like, oh, you're trying to say people are racist. No, Mm-mm. it's money. It's fucking money. Yeah. Like, my, if I'm a middle class person, black, white, green, Asian, Republican, whatever, if you want to just say what's motivating you to have your kid play this sport and not really the other sports... And what's motivating you to not really want to pursue these underprivileged kids and get them on the team? It's money. I want my kid to be around money. I don't want. I play this sport, so my, my kid plays this sport because he don't got to worry about little Jamal and his jump shot being better than him. <laughs> or getting shot out the whole yeah. foul. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, punched in the face after foul. Yeah. So it's it's a complete money thing. Like and. That's that's not about race. That's money. And in, in the United States, money and race are mixed. Obviously. Yeah. But. Class is about money. Class is about access. So what you're trying to say is, or what I'm trying to say when I say it's white flight is more that even if you was black, you still are like, I want my kids around certain kids. Oh, most definitely. So, yeah. yeah. You're like, I've attained a a certain position in my life, and be it wrong or right, People have decided. Just say it bluntly. You don't want to be around niggas. Yeah. <laughs> people have decided. I'm black and I don't want to be around niggas. I, I don't mind being around black people, but right. I don't want to be around niggas. And yeah, and that's, that's a different. Two separate groups. And we like to think that um, as a group, as a culture or whatever, we like to think like, well, it's racist when other cultures say that. It's, it's okay when we do. But every culture thinks the same thing. And the problem is some cultures have trouble being able to decipher the niggas from the black people. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you know, if you don't understand why I take the chance, so I'd rather be racist against all black people or whatever, you know. But um the bigger the bigger point is it's a money deal. All this shit. Like people talking micro reasons, like small reasons, like, well what about, you know, kids just aren't having fun? What about there's no role models for black kids if they want to play soccer? It's not those are small things that are created by the fact that the money isn't spent to recruit black people I, in the first place. You know, the, the thing with that is, kids have fun and whatever you tell them is fun. Yeah. yeah. They're kids. I've seen kids. Kids are stupid, man. People think kids are smart. And, I mean, sometimes you're like, I'm amazed how much smarter they get so quickly. But, in general, kids are stupid. A kid falls and mumps his head and you don't start 
acting like it's a big deal. They won't even cry. They sure won't. Like yep. so, like I've ignored that. That's a stupid person running the wall. You can only do that to Paul Pierce. You can't do that to <laughs> to normal people and shit. But um, anyway, man, um, we got a question from Q Salazar from Twitter, mm-hmm. and he asked me this question, but it's really a question for you. Okay. It says, "I have a question on for your podcast. Does at say that again, which is Karen's Twitter name." Ever get jealous of your porn consumption or flirting on Twitter? <laughs> you want to answer that, Shouty? Hey, I can. <laughs> and my thing about the porn, what I realize is that my husband would never see these women. All coochie and breast is the same, and mine function just like theirs. They just happen to get paid for it. I get paid too, but in other ways. <laughs> um, and so for I, me, for me, yeah, right? For me, oh, okay. For me. Yeah, yeah, I'm five on the Like, like, my payment comes from my husband. These women are making money on video, so I don't have no problem with this. As long as you, you hopefully, you ain't stalking them. No, we you tweet know, sometimes though. I, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> you know, but as long as you ain't trying to set up no dates, as long as you're trying to go meet them. You know, as long as you ain't trying to go to the Vivid Conference, I'm cool. That's a um, that's and that's a Vivid Conference to go to though. <laughs> Vivid, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to go to a porn conference, obviously. <laughs> but, um, ain't no telling what you see out of places it's, like that. It's funny to me when people say like what phrase like porn consumption. How do you consume? <laughs> do you eat it? This is not like milk or something that like oh I'm out. I gotta get some more. Like this, like I use I, school. I use porn. I guess I use porn differently to other people. You know, I use it to masturbate too. So uh, maybe that's different than what everybody else is doing. I don't know. But um, maybe he's eating his porn. <laughs> <laughs> this is a delicious DVD. <laughs> but um Ah, those breasts were good. It, but it's definitely like it used to it went from like a subculture to kind of a mainstream culture because like I've had conversations with people in not on the internet or whatever, just face to face where you'd be like, uh talk about porn and it's not like a taboo like shh man, you better be quiet, man. Yeah. But um my thing my main thing for these dudes is if you marry a chick that isn't down with like you saying Rihanna looks good or doesn't want you looking at porn or gets jealous if she, you see a woman with some little ass shorts on and you go, damn, she got her ass out. If you are married to that chick, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask me how I did it. You yeah. fucked up. Yeah. And not only I that, don't know how to tell your chick to not be that way. You married that chick. You know, the only guys normally can't do that is the ones that's already done cheated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, other thing. That's that's the too. Like, Karen and I have a reason to think that I would do some shit like that. And, like, I, speaking of the porn story, though, I remember when I was in college. Like, I was, uh, especially my freshman year, man, because, like, Karen's at home three hours away. Yeah. I definitely can't just get none anytime I want. And I wasn't really trying to cheat because it's, the other thing, cheating a lot of work, man. Yeah, it's too much work. Just man. dating in general. Oh Even if gosh. you're not cheating, dating is a lot of work. You're no broke cheating because that's a whole extra person. You yeah. yeah. Oh, that's your income. <laughs> yeah, it ain't for me, man. It's just ain't. It just ain't for me. I ain't trying to put the condom back on for nobody. But um, these, like, the thing with the uh, with the porn store though, is like it was its own culture because. It was before the internet got big. So this is the main way to get porn. So I would go there, you know what I'm saying, like once a week or something like that. Man, why did this dude, the clerk, the, uh, the owner of the store, 
started acting like we was boys and shit. <laughs> was he like, laughing you? No, he's like, he started calling me by my name because you have to show your idea or whatever to, to get the porn. But he was like, be like, so, Rod, what's up? And I was like, I looked around behind me like, is it another motherfucker here? We don't, this transaction is secret. We don't, we don't make eye contact. <laughs> this shit ain't cool. Like, um, but one time, um, after going for a while, he was like, uh, so would you, uh, he's like, man, I'm thinking about going to that uh, AVN conference. And I was like, what's that? And he's like, the AVN, you know, like the conference they do, man. And he had another dude in there. That's how this conversation got started. I wasn't talking to him. The other dude and him were already having a conversation about, yeah, man, we're going to go to the conference this year, man, just like the last year, man. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And I'm sitting there like, what are they talking about? And so when I got up there, he's like, right, hey, you come here all the time. You trying to go to the conference? I was like, what conference? <laughs> and it's like, the AVN conference is in Vegas, man, or Atlantic City or something. It was someplace like that. And I was like, um, I don't why, why would I do that? Yeah, like, like yeah, I'm a, a connoisseur. I'm a fan. I'm not a you know. I'm not, I don't want to be involved in this shit. It's too real. You know, like at that point, I would have to. That's probably my line right there. It would be cool to go though. If I wanted some tickets, right, I would go. But yeah. I'm not gonna spend. Like if I went, day. if I went, I had to go with Karen. To make myself feel better about it, cause I don't want to be like the other dudes yeah. there by themselves. Yeah. Well, I just feel kind of like a loser, cause You're like a predator. Then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it can only be yeah. cool if you experience it with other people that know you ain't a loser. Yeah. But if you was actually out there like tweeting live from the AVN conference, like, yo man, I just saw Sarah J, man, she do got a big ass. Like people would be like, what are you doing, nigga? What are you doing with your life? life? <laughs> like you didn't, you, couldn't you have went to Vegas and gambled? But um, yeah, so like. They were talking about their adventures while they were checking me. Oh, this pissed me off too. <laughs> They're having this conversation while I'm waiting on them to check me out. Aww. Hey, dog, get to work. I ain't come here to hear your stories. Check me the fuck out. And I had to act cool because it's his story and shit. You know, I didn't want to insult the man. But I had to act kind of cool. But, like, every second you're in a porn star is, like, uh, spending an extra second in a crack house. <laughs> like, it's nothing legally wrong with it. But it did feel like police could knock down the door at any point. And be like, what are y'all doing in here? That's it's odd because you got like fake pushes over here. Yeah. Little yeah. <laughs> dolls over here. Stacks of movies over here. Like, I'm just here for the porn. I'm just here for the porn, okay? Then they'll send me the straight porn. Like. Yeah, I'm, here for the, I'm in the straight section. And then, like, the other thing that was nerve wracking is, like, I keep thinking, like, what if somebody I know comes in? Because it's not how it goes in your head. I've seen somebody I know in there before. But, um, and I'll get to that in a second. But anyway, these dudes are going on about this fucking conference. And I'm like, alright, man, look, uh, we got to, uh, wrap this shit up. And the dude's like, yeah, man, one time we were hanging out with, uh, I can't remember the porn star name. But it was one of the ones that contracted AIDS. So it wasn't even like a good, it was like naming my favorite movie star and then being like, yeah, man, it's uh, Keanu Reeves. And I'm like, that motherfucker can't act. Like, I think it was Jordan, Jordan McKnight. She caught, I, I remember her name because she caught AIDS and had to leave the business. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And he was like, yeah, man, I gave her some, you know, we gave her some money, man. We went on a date. You know what I'm saying, man? We went to that hotel room, man. She was going to blow me. I was like, what is wrong with y'all? Y'all grown men. Wow. Like, I know the owner had a wife because his wife used to work there sometimes. She wasn't hot, though, so maybe maybe she was okay with him trying to fuck porn stars. I don't know. It was just kind of weird. But, um, yeah, anyway, so he checked me out and I left. But it was just so weird to be in that culture. And the other thing I was going to bring up was one time I was in there and I saw I had an internship for my scholarship, right? 
So I had to do my internship and I had to do my scholarship at the same time. I had to do a certain amount of hours. The dude that was the assistant um, enrollment person for our uh, academic enrollment office, mm-hmm. this white dude, and this is, I go to HBCU, so it wasn't Mr. Darlington, rest in peace, who was the uh, actual the president, mm-hmm. it was the white dude that was the vice president. Why did he come in the porn store, man? And he tried to, <laughs> and he tried to give me the like, I'm not gonna look your way. Like he obviously, <laughs> he obviously saw me, and I'm kind of thinking like, oh shit, well, something we have in common because I never talked to that motherfucker. But um, and, and at first I was like, well, maybe he didn't recognize me because he kind of made a slight eye contact. And while it was shameful to be in there. It's like if we share the shame, then it ain't shameful. You know what I'm saying? We can be in this together. It's like seeing your reverend in the strip club where you just like, well, shit, you into this too? Like, I ain't gonna feel bad if you don't feel bad. The thing is, the reverend at that point, you got a, you, you got a secret on him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he might as well be cool about it, right? Why be a dick now? You, you want me to tell everybody? So, um, Especially if you make it obvious you don't want people to know. And so, so uh, it was funny because I was looking at what section he was in like, Oh damn, he's in the young black chick. So he's <laughs> we got something in common. Like walk over there and be like, so what you think about why black chili the thirty? That's why he work at an HBCU. <laughs> that was my first time. I was like, I wonder how many of these chicks he see every day. Where he's like, I would tear the dust off that pussy. And then, but then he's like, I can't say nothing because I work here and you know I'm forty five and she's eighteen or whatever. You know I, something I never did um, really get into when I was in school. But in high school. The girls dated like they didn't date the teachers, but they dated the bus drivers. Right. I wonder how many wow. girls in school actually dated the professors. I don't know, man. I don't know. And you would think like his role in the university not being like professorial, he probably could, could date them, right? Like he's a he's a vice president administration person. Once you get accepted to the university, he really has no bearing on anything to do with you. You can't change the grade or. Get, show you favoritism, can't get you different classes. So like, why wouldn't he be able to date a young chick? But I don't know. I'm VP, bitch. Maybe it was, <laughs> maybe it was just like taboo for him. Maybe you know, because that's the other thing about porn. A lot of times people don't even like watch the porn just because it's like just what I'm into in real life. I think a lot of times people watch shit to be like, I would never do this in real life, so I can watch it happen. And not feel like it affects me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. As, anyway, so that dude was in there. And then we played some kind of a weird game where every section I moved up to, this motherfucker would literally walk across the store and be 180 <laughs> degrees opposite. Like, I, I didn't test it 100%, but I guarantee you it was a certain section I could move to where he would end up in the gay section. But I just didn't <laughs> I just didn't do it because I was like, oh, I'm going to stall him out. He obviously was feeling nervous. Aww. And then uh, my, last, and my last porn-related story was, um, I remember another, like, the other thing is, when we were in college, and this is one of my awakenings of, like, this is kind of becoming mainstream. We had this uh, one dude whose room was full of porn. Full. I mean, like, the boxes. Like a collector. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, this wasn't a dude that's like, watch porn and put it away. He was a dude that watched porn and then goes, let me see. A, B, C, D. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Debutante's 12. It was, it was, let me put it back in the case. Um, so, like, um, he let uh, one of my uh, roommates borrow a flick. And it was like, it was John's roommate, Derek. Mm-hmm. So, Derek was watching this film and like, I go into that room all the time because me and John watched Friday, uh, Tales from the Hood, and like every Kevin Smith movie at least a hundred times. So it was just one of them days I was like, hey, let's go watch this shit again. So I go in there. 
It's like six niggas in here watching a Janet Jack me flick. <laughs> six. <laughs> Look like the lights off and shit. I was like, what the fuck are y'all doing? <laughs> and then there was one nigga in there, this dude, uh, I think his name was, uh, T- it started with a T, Troy or Trey, Trey. This nigga Trey is in here giving the blow by blow like Marv Albert. Talking about, like, he's giving play by play on a porn tape talking about, yeah, man, you know, you can tell she liking it right there, man. Look at her face. Like, like nigga, we see this. <laughs> like, I stayed in there for two seconds. It's like, what are y'all niggas doing? There's too many dudes is, is, is he like your boy you hate then? Give me all them instructions. Uh, oh, Brian, uh, oh, my God. Uh, I can't, Wesley Fights. Yes. Nah, he wasn't. It was, no, Trey is a real person. He's not in the film. Okay. And he's not talking, he's not talking to the girl, girl like okay. like you're not saying like yeah bitch take that like no he's telling us like it's for our benefit that he's dictating to us <laughs> oh, how it's not going good like we can't see yeah he's like yeah he about to put the dick all the way in now you're like what what <laughs> what are you doing like, you talk too much during his yes. he does talk too much dog we had a whole episode about that nigga oh. like and like what like is that how he jacks off too? Is he watching the flick? <laughs> like, like, is he getting his technique? Play by play. He's like, yeah, man. You know, I was sitting in the room by himself. Like, yeah, he about to take off her bra with one hand. That's a good move. That's a good move. Oh, she bending over. She like that. Like, uh, okay, dude. Like, I get it. And Trey was kind of shady anyway. Cause one time, I was in these dudes' room. They were playing. We were playing NBA Live. And I used to always go out there and play NBA Live. And I was like a sophomore and they were freshman. And I go in there, and these dudes uh, had two chicks in there. And I was like, oh, shit, well, my bad, I didn't know y'all had company. But it's like four dudes in there, so I'm like, they probably not fucking, I mean, obviously, or they would have been by now. <laughs> and so I'm hanging, they like, nah, stay, man, stay, man, hang out. You know, like, play the game, so, because I was scheduled to play in my tournament, you know, that's back before online. So you yeah. play a tournament, you literally had to go to a yes, nigga room. You really had to be there. So we playing the tournament, and, um... The whole time, they're just back there asking these chicks questions. And, like, from the answers the chicks are giving, I just start being like, these chicks don't go to this school. What? Are they from another college? Wait a minute. These chicks are in high school. <laughs> I need to leave. Wow. Immediately. So, I, like, so like, I, I heard up and tanked my game by, like, 20 points. <laughs> I'm, like, there. dribbling the clock and then shooting a bad three. Like, oh, damn, I did it again. Anyway, I got to go. But Trey was in there, too, and he was like, Hey man, uh, and he was like asking the girl like sexual type questions, not like verting like suck my dick type questions, but like, you know, like, hey, you ever, uh, you know what I'm saying, being with the dude, you know, you trying to, what you trying to do anyway? Like that kind of shit, I can hear it in the background. And so, um, he's like, and the, like he finally got to the point where the girl was like, uh, it was something like really provided, like, why you uh, show me that pussy or something like that. Or she was, and she was so young to the point where she was kind of going with it, okay. but probably so young to the point where even consent is something. You know what I'm saying? Like 15 yeah. against 20 type shit. Yeah. And she was talking about how she had no ride back home and shit. I was thinking like, this is a case. I am Let becoming me. a witness. Let you know me get out of here. I know all these You're niggas names. Involved, yeah. I know all these niggas I, names. I want campus police beat. Don't mind. No, I left so quick, man. They was like, man, you leaving just like that? I was like, yeah, I gotta go, man. I got shit to do. Went back to my room, locked the door, and was just like, please don't nobody call the cops. Like, just don't. I don't want to be involved in this case, man, because oh, I, I was just a nigga passing through with no intentions or nothing. Yeah. That's something you didn't ask about later on, do No. No. Yeah. Hell, I've never brought that day up again until today on this podcast. <laughs> no. Like, and, and the sad part about it is that I uh, was an RA at, uh, at the university, 
And like when the girls first got there, you know, some schools graduate 17, 18. So I would tell the girls all the rules and regulations, and I would tell them that um, what the, because we live near Army Base. So the uh, Army dudes, you know, they 18 years old, they ain't got no jobs, they got money to blow. So I would tell the girls, I was like, I'm going to tell y'all what they say about freshmen. They was like, what, 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 what? I said, they said, they give, if, if you got a car and a bucket of chicken and some beer, you can get a freshman. And it was like, no, no. I said, no, y'all understand. Y'all very naive. And these dudes will play a game on you. And I've seen so many girls, like right to say, fall into this little trap where they're out in front of the dorms 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning with their cute little slippers on, hee-hee and ha-ha and you leave campus, and I might not never see you no more. This is for your own safety. I'm trying to tell you these rules, but it's... We ain't have no kidnappings on our campus, for the record, y'all. Oh, no, we didn't. Like, they all came back, but they came back, uh... And they definitely came back. In condition, then they left. Oh, oh six. Oh. <laughs> I always hated that. It's like they cared about the girls more than they did the guys. Yeah. Like, they locked the girls' dorm. They looked yeah. at their freshman dorm. Same like, here. they locked the guys. Yeah. What you mean? We just got... You know, yeah. we can't bring girls over, but... Like, y'all will figure it out. If it's a fire, y'all will figure it out. You know, yeah. but y'all niggas yeah. to hop out windows. Yeah, I mean they're probably right though, cause we def like dudes was definitely scheming on them chicks, what? and especially the freshmen. Like that dorm had the most traffic of any dorm. Like yes, it would be niggas is. sitting outside at like three in the morning, yeah, just stalking like wolves and shit, like trying to blow the house down. Man, it was yeah. crazy. Freshmen, yeah, yeah. and I would try to. And it's sad when you try to warn the girls. And one of the funny part is that. It's amazing at how many parents are oblivious at what happens on college campuses. Uh, they not oblivious. They, but they, they don't, don't want to know. Okay. I wouldn't want to know. And the sad part if my daughter it, left my house at 18, <laughs> and she been doing good for 18 years, hey, keep that shit to yourself. Just don't bring back no babies. I do not want to know what it's like, because just from when I was in school, the shit girls was getting up to... That shit opened my eyes. Wow. Yeah. Like, they really get down like this? <laughs> and, and, and the sad part about it is that, uh, especially being an RA, you would have to be there early. There was a football squad and the band and the freshmen will all be there like a week or two before everybody else gets there. And it's amazing that it never fails. Within 48 hours, you will hear about some chick that's over in the football play dorm, over in the basketball dorm, that they got a train ran on her. You like, what the hell? You that's probably their dream. Like, she probably... <laughs> Wow. Left her small town that like like all her life thinking, I just want to be involved in a train full of football <laughs> athletes. Wow! And she achieved her dream after eighteen years you of sacrificing. And he I was getting on her dream. I'm, I'm, Stop I'm, hating. I'm, Damn, I'm hating. Damn man, I am hating y'all. I'm sorry. I quit hating. You know the problem with that is though is women don't listen to other women. Yeah, they from, don't. From little girls on up to... The only thing y'all listen to is when y'all bashing the man. Yeah. And you can't really listen to yeah. other women most of the time anyway because they do be hating sometimes. <laughs> and, 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 like, and women true. are the most, like, conniving motherfuckers <laughs> as friends. Like, sometimes I see two women as friends. Like, how do y'all do that, man? Like, that just, like, at least with dudes, that's kind of a code. And it's just like, when a dude violate a code, you just cut his ass off. Yeah, like, and- I don't hang out with dudes that snitch to the police. Like, I don't do any crimes, but I know that's part of the code. So, like, if the first thing you do anytime something pops up and call the cops, I probably won't fuck with you. Because I don't want to be on the record for nothing. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer to be... I prefer to pick and choose. And, I, and I'm but, um, talking about women. I feel you. For me, the truth be told, in my personal life, I don't have 
a handful and I probably have a few things left of a women friend. And it's nothing personal, but in my life I would I and, and I don't got nothing against women, just a lot of women have these traits and personalities. They're conniving, they're hateful, they're spiteful, they don't have any rules and regulations, they would do whatever it takes to bring you down. And like you said, men have codes. Women don't have codes. Women's like, yeah. I'm gonna I do mean, whatever it takes to embarrass you. Well, they have a code. As as they have a code, but they don't always respect it. And the violating the code isn't as as severe. bad as severe. Like you can get excommunicated from the dude clan by violating the code. Like that's once you true. become the dude that fucked his boy's wife, that's what you for life. But you gotta go get new friends that don't know you did that shit. Yep. And like we can be the tightest of the tightest, but I found out you did that to your boy. I'm like, damn, dog. Can I have you in my house? Can yeah. we can we hang out? I don't want to go on a double date with you. Women fall out more because y'all talk too much. And that's yeah. true too. Yeah. And guys, that, we're kind of me and Rock. We we talk up to yeah. a certain degree. And you know, yeah, we don't talk about personal things. Yes, right. Yes, right. don't bring you up at the gym. Yeah, yeah. And I feel but, you on women, that. Women at work, they be talking about their husband, oh what he's doing yeah. at home, yeah. their boyfriends. I mean, and they because the night over. because they aren't really receptacles as far as listening, they're more like I like to put out. You know what I'm saying? I don't like to take in. They quick to give their opinion on some shit that they need to shut up about. That and that's man. the main. That's that actually man. the main thing. Actually, of all the attributes, everything you just named, because there's good traits they have too. Like, yes, it is. But the, of all the negative traits, it is probably the inability to withhold your opinion because most of the time, women go through life where people, especially men, we want to fuck them. So we tolerate a higher level of shit from them than we would from another dude. That's true. So if you were to tell a chick something like, you know, uh, I, you know, I got, I got to get this, do better at my job. I'm trying to get this promotion, and she would have say something like, "Well, your ass probably don't deserve no promotion anyway. The way you be acting, if you're trying to fuck her, you will take that this more." Easily than you would from a dude saying the same thing. You like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You want me to punch you in your face? <laughs> well, that's the difference. Is like when when it's two women, it's two people like that. So it's like when you when you say what? something like, uh, you know, I didn't have a wedding. They can't just go. Okay, I'm not. I don't have. I'm gonna leave my opinion out of this because it could be offensive. Instead, they gotta be like, "You ain't have a wedding, damn!" I know my man knew he had to give me a wedding, and that's why y'all don't get along. Then they start talking about your man. Then yeah, not nothing. And, and and my thing is that I, I guess because over over the years. I've had too many women get too close and hurt me tremendously. So my mind frame is more like a dude. When I'm at work and it's so funny and they laugh at me, you know the big headphones like a DJ headphones will cover your ears? I got a pair of them at work. They completely cover my ears and I crank it up loud as hell the whole time I'm at work. That's your cue. You, I don't want to hear nothing you got to talk about. And then when people come to my desk, I look at them like, okay, okay, come on, let's get this conversation over with. So as time went on, the women kind of floated to other directions. Because this is my thing. My job pays me. They don't pay me to hear your gossip. They don't pay me to hear your opinion. I don't give a damn about your husband. I don't give a damn about your children. I don't give a damn about your Pomeranian. It's like, I don't care. And because I don't care, a lot of women have tendency to stay away from me. But that makes my life better. I don't have to sit and hear you cry about your boyfriend. I don't have to sit and he whined about you know how he beat on you. I don't have to hear none of that. 
You you'll be amazed at, at, at like you said they talk so much the information that women give you know, to one another. Speaking of, oh no, do not no. bring them up on this podcast. No, I'm gonna say this though. I, I'm gonna. I'm talking about M and T because they listen to this. I do not want to get no feedback from that. I, I'm gonna say this then. I actually will stop communicate with um people that complain all the time. Yeah. About their relationship. It's annoying. And I don't wanna yeah. know too much about your your person because what if I meet them and I like them? Yeah, and, and you know both of them. Well, you know, two people, it's kind of yeah. hard just to listen to one side objectively. Yeah, it's like, he never fucks me until I come. You're like, uh, okay. I guess I'm not supposed to go play golf with him this afternoon. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, I just think y'all both need to stop hating. Damn. Um, <laughs> anyway, this has been another episode of the Blackout Tips Podcast with uh, your boy Rod and Karen. And um, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodimus Prime. I'm at Say That Again. That S N D A T. You still on Twitter, man? I do Twitter it. Now? I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, Jay was oh, on there, I, and I don't, I don't know if I'll be like I got so many followers now. I don't even know if I'll be interacting with Jay or not. Cause <laughs> nope. you could say something to me, and I would literally be like, "Is that Justin? What, what is that?" The reason I stopped is because. Every time somebody would tweet something, it would pop up on my phone. It got to be annoying. Oh, that's annoying. Damn. So it got to be annoying, so when I stopped communicating through my phone, I just stopped getting yeah, on Yeah, I feel you, yeah. man. I might have to get back on that, though. Yeah, definitely do yeah. that, and then um, I'll have people follow you, man, because I'm getting a little swag now. I got like 1,200 followers. I'm just <laughs> a little something. Little, big time, big time. You know what I'm saying? And I'm almost to 300. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I got a lot of followers in Canada, too, uh, for some reason, so... Um, you know, holla at your boy, Canadians. All right, man. Well, we're out, man. It's been an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, you feel good about this podcast? I do. And we'll talk about movies Wednesday because we watched the 18. This is it in Karate Kid. Yes. And I, you know, I would get into all that shit, but that the, the game is on. Go man. Lakers. Yeah. Let's go, Kobe. Let's get it done, baby. All right. Till next time. I love you. I love you too. And we out.